0: What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 227 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Before we go any further into this intro or this episode, I want to encourage everyone to go subscribe to the One of One podcast with Rashad Phillips And definitely check out episode one, the new position dictionary. You might not ever look at basketball positions the same. And Rashad is right here on this episode of Combo's Court to talk about it. A great conversation with Rashad. You can find Rashad on Twitter at RP3Natural. That's RP3N-A-T-U-R-A-L. You know you can find me on Instagram at 12combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Rashad Phillips, owner of Sports Talk 2319. Rashad, I have too many ways to introduce you. I could go with Yoda. I could go with all-time leading scorer of Detroit Mercy. Like I could go so many different ways, man. But welcome back to the show. Big time friend of the show, man. How you been?
1: I've been fantastic. I mean, it's, it's always a pleasure to be on your show, Combo. And I got that sweater you sent to me. And I will
0: be revealing the combo sweater in hey. one of the
1: episodes. <laughs>
0: hey, I'm looking forward to that. Um we're really here to have you talk about the new position dictionary. I want okay. I encourage everybody to go subscribe to the 1 on 1 podcast with Rashad. He will tell you everything he will not do and he will also tell you about the new po- <laughs> He'll also tell you about the new position dictionary. Um what made you take the podcast route to deliver this message? I just
1: felt I just, you know, just looking at the landscape of of social media, digital media, it seems like you know, podcasting is the way to really get your message out um, to as many people as you can. And watching guys like yourself and Zach and Max, you guys are kind of like the professional podcasters. Oh, appreciate
0: I, that, I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah.
1: And, 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 you know, I'm a little late to the party, um, but I just thought that it would be a better way for me to kind of broaden my horizon by you know, in expanding by using the podcast method. So that's why I kind of started it.
0: Yeah, man, it was such a great episode. I encourage everyone to go subscribe. Um, how much of this list was influenced by your own career and what position did you play, Rashad? That's a great question, man. You, hey, you come out swinging, huh? Well, um, you know, I mean, you realize I'm a pro, so I'm only going to ask the pro questions, right. you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I a lot of it, um, my career was inspired by it. I mean, obviously, when you have your own situations and stuff like that, it teaches you, you know, going forward and me having a, a, a training background, being able to be around so many different forms of basketball players growing up. I, you know, I was born in the gym, so I've been around so many different styles of basketball players. And so that kind of influenced me to kind of build this out. And looking at the metric that I've created, I believe I was a hybrid guard, okay. uh, which is rare for a five nine person. So hybrid guards are usually a little bigger. Okay.
0: Uh,
1: so again, I think that's where in my career, I was misdiagnosed because it was like, oh, he's just, a, he's a point guard. And, you know, and it's like, well, you got to dig a little deeper if you want to really study my game. So that's yeah. just to
0: answer your question. I was an HG. That's interesting because I think the HG, in my opinion, is the most dangerous position. Let me tell you why. Because okay. a lot of people think they're an HG, but they're not really an HG. <laughs> it's a, it's a cool,
1: you know, it's a cool little position to slide no, yourself. No, it's, no,
0: it's, it's the coolest position. I think it's the coolest. I think it's, you know,
1: it's a cool position. So obviously, people want to be. But I mean, you could, you could go back and look at my film. Oh, look I know. At my numbers. And I know. I know. It, it put, be right there
0: at that HG. No. no, for sure. All right. So with your list, with your metric, with the new with the new position dictionary, we have the five traditional positions, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. Can you give us like a brief overview of the other seven? Sure. So the other seven, in addition to
1: the five you named was traditional guard, which is TG, uh, hybrid guard, HG, um, dual forward, DF. Uh, hybrid post (HP), uh, stretch big (SB), and point center. So um, traditional traditional guard is just more of a a guard that goes above and beyond to set the table for their teammates. They right. they they almost sacrifice their own statistics to get their team the ball. So that's where I've getting I've been getting a lot of questions. Well, what's the difference between a traditional guard and a point guard? right well there's a huge difference it's yeah a huge difference and the sure. difference is that the traditional guard is more sacrificial than the point guard
0: yeah I really favor that position like I like that position I like players like Rubio and Kidd you know I, me, I, like, I like I like to play with them. I always looked at these players even before your metric as all being somewhat of a similar position and I want to name them to you and you could tell me if they are or if they aren't yeah um I always thought of these guys as, like, big initiators, and that's what we're seeing in the NBA. Giannis, yeah. LeBron, Luca, Ben, and even Draymond. Are all those guys the same position? No. Okay. But, but, I, but you're, in,
1: you're in the right ballpark, though, because they're right. all initiators.
0: Exactly. But and big, and big. with size. Big,
1: big initiators. Right. So you look at uh, LeBron is a, a dual forward. Luca is a dual forward. Ben Simmons is a dual forward, and Giannis is a dual forward. Those guys are all big, initiated ball handling guys. What makes Draymond a hybrid post, and instead of a dual forward, is because the dual forward position is more of an engine. It's like the V twelve engine in a car, okay. and Draymond isn't the ball handler like those other guys are yeah, when they initiate true. when they initiate offense. So. That's why those guys are DFs, which I love the DF position. I really do. Uh, yeah. So Field, is Giannis,
0: Giannis is in there.
1: He's a DF. definitely.
0: Okay. He's okay. a DF. Now, okay. he, here's the thing,
1: Combo, and I know you will love this. So the DF, all these positions have shades of itself. Right. So you can be a DF, but you're not a LeBron DF, if that right. makes sense. It's like.
0: It does make sense.
1: All- all scrambling quarterbacks aren't Michael Vick, but you still can be a scrambling quarterback. Yeah. And I think that's where people are still trying to learn the metric is that there's different shades of a hybrid guard. There's different shades of a DF. There's different shades of a traditional guard.
0: You see what I'm saying? So there's, yeah.
1: there's l- layers within that same position.
0: Yeah. I think when teams play with fluidity, it makes it easier on themselves. And I feel with the dual for the dual forward that let me ask you this actually. Do you feel that this position could cause rigidity in an offense? It can. Yeah. It can. That's the that's the scary thing. That's the scary component. Because you, you mentioned that LeBron defies the odds with this position. He does he does. Yeah, yeah. He does. That position is really
1: hard to come by because it has so much responsibility it it it's it's a gaudy position it gets all of the stats it gets all of the glory yeah. but there's a lot that falls on the shoulders of a dual forward we're looking at the pressure that Giannis is having because
0: he's playing dual forward yeah yeah that's what I'm saying yeah yeah the responsibility I- is there a way that you could use Giannis not as a dual forward and make it work? You
1: think? I think he can, I think he has the capabilities to be a hybrid post.
0: And would that be better for the, for the bucks you think? I know that's a great question. Well, I guess, cause the way the team is constructed, the, the answer is probably no. Right. Right. Cause it's built for him being a dual forward. Right. Exactly. If they would have yeah. brought,
1: if if you bring Chris Paul to Milwaukee, then Giannis could slide to be in an HP,
0: right? Yeah, and then like, it works. Like I always said, I would love to see Ben in in like Giannis's situation. You know, I yes, would love that.
1: yes. Like if you can put Ben and let him just be a dual forward,
0: yeah, he would average a triple double. Yeah, with more space because Joel, you know, he's a great player, but he the space, you know, yes, he's blocking some of that space. He's in a way. So, yeah, my favorite position, I told you, the, the traditional guard. Uh, do you feel this position is kind of becoming like an endangered species in today's NBA? It's it's in it's yeah, it's like the dodo bird. Um,
1: <laughs> it's, it's it's getting there. It's almost yeah, extinct. Um, but you know what? If you get the right traditional guard, now let's go into history because I know you a historian. Yep. the. Like, again, there's layers to the traditional guard. I think the forefathers of the traditional guard is like John Stockton and Jason Kidd are like the forefathers of the traditional guard. Yeah. Um, They've set the table. They're the forefathers. They sit up top for that specific position. Um, But in today's game, they're far in between. But you got, again, you got guys like Rondo, who's a traditional guard who's had a terrific career playing that style. Lonzo Ball is a traditional guard. He's trying to find his way. Ricky Rubio has, you know, uh, stayed active in the NBA at the TG. So it's still alive.
0: I won't say it's alive and well, but it's alive and breathing. Okay, okay. I want to shift to the point center because when you said point center, I said Jokic and I thought I was such a smart guy, but everybody's (laughs) going to come up with that one, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, Um, yeah. Are there any other examples of this position in the current game? Obviously, I think of Arvidas Sabonis as well back then, but um, that, and do you think we'll see more of them going forward? Because we know that, you know, when we have a player, let's say like Steph Curry, we're going to have a lot of little Steph Curry's coming up. Now we have Jokic, we'll have a lot of little Jokic's Little Shades. Little Shades. So, um, yeah, tell me more about that position and who kills that position besides Jokic in in the modern game.
1: Yeah, well, Jokic is obviously the poster poster player for today and you you took my answer out of my mouth where he's gonna birth the shades of of that origin he's gonna rebirth it he's gonna rebirth it and 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 you're gonna see teams starting to look at guys at point center because it's really good to run it with a guy like Jokic because you know they run a lot of dho's in denver yep they let Jokic make plays and uh chris weber was Obviously he was a, he defined the power four position kind of, but Chris Weber played point center for Sacramento a lot of times.
0: Did. And Vladi, right? Didn't they? And Vladi,
1: they would yeah. run
0: point center.
1: Like they were two point centers at certain times because Sacramento ran a lot of DHO with Bibby as well and scissor cuts. And you need a point center to be able to do that. And Weber ran some point center at Michigan as well with the fab five. So Arvina Venus Wilt Chamberlain was a point center for a while. So that position has legs. And I believe, like you said, it's going to rebirth uh, uh, some shades of that going forward. So I was just kind of being a little futuristic
0: with that one because we may see more of it down the line. So I was just trying to give it some legs. That's what you do. You're Yoda. I'm watching the Warriors play the other night. And I see James Wiseman there. Yoda was on, I don't know, Cowboys scored. I don't know how many years ago now. He was talking about James Wiseman on, on Warriors. And I'm there. I'm like... I'm watching James Wiseman play right now. You know what I mean? Right on the wall. Yeah, we- just, just like Yoda said. So, you know, <laughs> but um, I'm going to, I'm going to throw you some names and you might be surprised by some of these names because I want to know what position they play. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so we got, we got, we got current, we got former and we got future NBA players here. Okay. Okay. The late Anthony Mason, what position did he play? Uh, I'm going to go. Some of these
1: might be tough Yoda. This is tough right here. Cause he has some dual forward in him, but he wasn't that all the way. So right, I'm going right. to go. I'm just going to go power
0: forward. I'm a, he was traditional. Okay. Okay. Cade Cunningham. Oh, he's a dual forward. Okay. Grand Hill. Grand Hill. <laughs> yeah. He's a dual forward. <laughs> Joe angles. Joe angles. I think Joe is the traditional small forward. Okay. A little bit of initiation there,
1: though, right? A little of initiation, but not enough to, to, to slide him into one of those metrics. I'll keep him at the small forward. Okay. Bowl,
0: bowl. Hybrid post. Okay. Could be a stretch, right? Could, Could be. be a stretch big. He got, but the
1: shot blocking this is the beauty of this metric. Like it, you can evolve into another position.
0: Okay. I, okay. I
1: like him as a hybrid pose, but he's kind of a stretch big. I'm I like hybrid right now because he's a shot blocker.
0: Okay. His father, the late Manute bowl. He was a stretch big stretch big. And not many people might know that, you know, they might not realize that they might not, but that was a, that was an interesting looking jump shot. That was, yeah, but it went in. Oh oh it did. It did. I remember actually watching those one of those games when I was really young and he was knocking it down. I was like, how is this possible? Like he's knocking know. it down. <laughs> uh, Alex Pokashevsky.
1: I he's long and lanky. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to stick with small
0: forward cuz he's young. Okay. But oh. but I think he can I think he can be a a stretch big. Okay. Okay. Here's the one that I think played a bunch of positions. Uh Boris DL. Boris was a dual forward, man. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I think the dual forwards, if they really want to, they could play other positions, right? Correct. That's yeah. why That's why the word
1: dual is right. very important in that term because dual meaning multiple. That's right. why when Boris won sixth man of the year in Phoenix, he was like their dual forward. Yeah. That year. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I feel like he played like a bunch of positions in the traditional sense.
1: He did. That's the beauty of it, though. Certain players can, certain players can army, you know, are Swiss army knives where they can go dual forward and then power forward and then stretch big. Like some players are unique like that. Not all of them, but again, that's the beauty of the metric. Some, it shows the level of skill with players that can actually
0: change from different metrics. That's the beauty of it. Okay, last one, and then I want to share my thoughts why this will help overseas players. I wanted to talk to you about this, okay? Sure, sure. Amani Bates. I think he's a small forward. Small, straight small forward? Straight small. Okay, okay. Straight small. And I've
1: been getting a lot of questions about what's Kevin Durant. A lot of people has been... been That's an interesting get, one. Yes, yeah, interesting, but he's just a small forward. He's yeah. just a great scorer. Like, I think... People are like, the names are so fun. Like you want to put your favorite players in a slot now, but certain players are just great. Kevin Durant is a, is a small forward. Yeah. He's not a dual forward. Cause he's not an engine. He's
0: not a, really an engine. Yeah, he's, he's not an engine, right? He's, he's yeah, not an he, engine. He's never been an engine. He's just a straight, you get him the ball and he's a bucket getter. And he's really he, good in transition too. You know, he's just a great score. Yeah. Yeah. Straight score. George Garving esque. Yes. Small forward. Yep. Yep. All right. So this is why I think why your metric will help the overseas games, the overseas game. Because when I was playing overseas, you know, how they have divisions overseas, first division, second division. And they used to label these guys. This guy's a second division player. And then the reason was is because you couldn't fit him in one of the five positions. Right. So they go. He's a second division player. And overseas, when you win a championship, you go up with your team. Right. So you would see this guy play really well in second division and I would look at him and I would go like, this guy could play first division easy. Like he could play first division easy. They're like no, he's second division player. He doesn't fill the position of this, but then you see him go up with that team and you realize he starts killing at the in the first division. And you're like, this guy's just a hooper, man. He's so hoop. if we had these positions, I feel like they could get to their proper place quicker.
1: I totally agree. I've seen the same story, you know, playing overseas. And, and, and I, Playing overseas and trying to scout overseas, this metric actually helps me like going forward, you know, of n- knowing what players are like, uh, like a Luca. Like, you know, if yeah. I would have used that term on him coming out of the draft, it would have been better. Like, people were saying he's a point guard, he's this. And I was confused, like, well, he's not a point guard, but he really can dribble. He's a great initiator, but we're using a point guard term on a player that's not a point guard. You know, he's a dual forward. I mean, I Definitely. really would have. But again, you live and you learn, and those metrics help evaluators locate, like you said, players earlier on, and it helps you
0: be more accurate yeah. with that. Do you, do you feel overseas that they're not judging talent, they're just taking stats and where you played and placing players, and they're not actually watching the film enough? Do you feel that's a thing?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. I just think I, I just think our country as a whole – we're not tuned into overseas basketball. Okay. Like like turn on the TV. We're not advertising Euro League. Like, come on, man. Like, we're wow. not watching Europe Cup games. We're not watching Euro League guys. We I've watched big platforms on draft day have no idea who who the guys were, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I just right. think as as a country, we need to do a better job of tapping into to overseas basketball. Um, because it will give fans um, and everybody else over here, uh, maybe shedding light on guys a little earlier and we'll be more,
0: um, will be more inclined to really highlight those players before they get to the draft. Okay. Yep. I would totally agree. Last thing, Rashad. And I really wanted to talk to you about this because I've been getting not like crazy backlash, but a little backlash okay. because I think Kyrie Irving is the most skilled player in the NBA. And Mm -hmm. I hope I hope we don't end on a disagreement, man. But, you know, I I know you always speak your truth and you're going to tell me what you think. But my reasoning is because there's so much there's so much nuance to his game. First of all, he's the best finisher under the rim finisher ever. He could score in more ways than most players. Um, The feedback that I'm getting is that, like, you know, they say Steph Curry. They say KD. What are your thoughts on that? Is, Is Kyrie the most skilled player in the NBA? I would I would say Kyrie and Steph Curry are are
1: that de- splitting hairs, um, yeah, definitely. I, I it's really hard. I mean, you could toss up, flip a coin. I would take Steph or Kyrie Irving and be okay with it. Um, Ky- I think Kyrie has a you know more sauce in his game. Um, yeah, he's, he's uh, he does things in a fashion that only he can do it at. Um, and his footwork is impeccable. His ball handling is impeccable, his scoring, and, um, just his, his ability to, to do that. I think as far as Curry, Curry has more of a ability to elevate those around him. Okay. So, um, but I would take either one with that, uh as far as skill, because Curry and Kyrie are two of the more skilled players
0: to ever play the game. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Yeah, and and here's my thing, and I'll even take Steph out of it. I'm just comparing Kyrie to everybody in the league. I think he has, so like you know how a player has a patent move, like and they're so elite at that. I feel like with Kyrie, every move he has and there's nuance to it. Like you never know what he's gonna do. Is that a patent level? Every move, like he could step back just as good as Harden. He could has he pull just as good as the. He can post like the bigs. He can finish with either hand and there's a lot of nuance to it. And it's not like some of our greatest scores are almost like a video game joystick. A, B, it's not like that with Kyrie. There's too much nuance Uh and he has every move at a patent level. That's my argument for Kyrie. But then it's the truth. Like when you watch him play,
1: his ability to play on instinct and improvisation is unlike any other. So again, he doesn't have per se like the Allen Iverson crossover or the James Harden step back or the he almost you know, has he does, it all he almost he has kinda, it he can yeah. kind of do them all yeah and and kind of mimic but that shows you how great he is as far as his imagination and his creativity players like Kyrie they have great imaginations and you can tell the way he plays he has he has a, a, a just a, a gift to be able to go on a fly
0: and Rashad, you, my friend, have a gift. You are Yoda. Uh, let them know <laughs> Let them know where they can find you on social media and everyone else. And I encourage everyone to go watch the New Position Dictionary on the One of One podcast. Go check that out. You will not be disappointed. Um, yeah, let them know where they can find you, Rashad.
1: Yes, I can be found on Twitter, uh, RP3Natural. And you can find me on Instagram, RashadPhillips2319. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sports Talk 2319. Uh, you can subscribe to my new podcast, one of one podcast on Apple and Spotify and all that um, platforms and all that. I'm still getting used to the... He's a new podcaster, <laughs> guys. New- I'm new. So you guys got to bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie at the podcast level. So I'm still learning how to shout out my urls and all that
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man rashad great stuff you're always welcome back on the show and you know it talk soon talk soon there it is episode 227 is in the books thank you for tuning in and big shouts to rashad for joining in on this episode of combos court i encourage everyone to go subscribe to the one of one podcast with rashad phillips combo nation don't forget to rate and review the show wherever you listen to Combo's Court. Also, punch down on that subscribe button if you haven't already. And take a screenshot of this episode. Post it on your IG stories. Tag me at 1, 2, Combo. I'll repost it. Be on the lookout for episode 228. Combo out.